Hello, 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 and welcome to the first series that we have in the Soft Life Launch Down series, okay? So I am going to bring in my girl Shanika. Let's do it. Okay. Hey, y'all. Hey, girl. I'm doing good. We on my uh, lunch we break. We are so good. We, How we are ready? you? <laughs> ready. Oh, hey, hey, girl. She ready? Okay. <laughs> hey, Janelle. I see we have some Hi. ladies joining us. Some folks. Join them. Welcome, welcome, welcome. All right, so let's go ahead and get started. Um, so first of all, Shanika, welcome to the live and thank you for being a guest for the for Soft Life Launch Style Series. So for those of you that are new to Shanika, I'm just going to give you a little bit about her as an intro. And then, of course, you're going to learn more about her in this conversation. So she is an Atlanta-based content creator and influencer with a focus on fashion, lifestyle, and femininity. And her primary platform, which she is killing it on, is YouTube. <laughs> all right so that is my intro for shanika um if you are new to me i didn't even introduce myself first um i am dijanae i am a confidence coach and i work with female entrepreneurs and creators um to grow their ceo mindset and to show up be seen market and sell their offers with less fear and more confidence all right so now that we have our introductions out the way we gotta tell the people how we met how we know each other and have known each other for a while but not in this space in this capacity we used to work together i'm a former science teacher and Dijanae was the counselor at a charter school in Atlanta that we used to work with together. So we would talk and kind of see each other in passing, but it wasn't until both of us had moved on from that space where we really connected in like real life. Like y'all know how you friends with people at work, but you only let them in just a little bit because y'all work friends. You know what I'm saying? Like you ain't going to be knowing all my business. Like I got to back to the top. <laughs> so once that barrier was broken down, <laughs> we really just started to talk and really bonded over like embracing in our feminine energy and just navigating this this world because you know it's just different it hit different in 2023 so that's how we met. exactly so that is absolutely right right so um and the reason why i brought you know this up in terms of how we met is because the good sis Issa Rae so she said one 
uh, somewhere in the interview something about how leveraging her network and working um, across her peers versus reaching up is one of the things that she, you know, um, could, uh, attributes to her success. So that's one of the things that I am doing, leveraging my peers, uh, women who I already know, who are already in my network, who I'm already connected with, who are doing amazing things right now, right, to help um, me in the work that I'm doing and um, be in community with. So that's the importance of why I did want to uh, talk about how we met. <sighs> All right. So. The first thing I want to do is talk a little, we're going to talk about your journey, right? Your business journey as a content creator, um, your biz slash brand, right? As a content creator and influencer. So the first thing the people want to know is, so I create right now primarily fashion content. Um, the content started off at the beginning of my YouTube journey around just thrifting and like anyone else who wants to be great and wants to perfect their craft, I did a lot of research and the research told me that I was niching down too much by just focusing on that thrifting audience and that individuals wanted to be able to shop the look, meaning they wanted to be able to have a link that was in the description box that they could go to so that they can, you know, mirror that look. The thrift store didn't really give that, so I started to work in some of the other like fast fashion places where people normally shop. So primarily my channel is on um, fashion content, but I would like to kind of navigate the lifestyle space as well as, you know, a little bit more home decor and things like that. Okay. Now tell us, Shanika, how did you like get started? You know, how did this well, passion, no, this interest come about? Like, how did you even get into this? And we were bored. We were at the house. And um, YouTube and content creation is always something that I enjoy doing, that I admired other women that did. And But even pre-doing that, 2020 made us kind of just think, like, what is it that I want to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, I really want to dive in because I knew that my time as an educator was growing very thin. And I had to put a lot of fears behind and just get in front of the camera. When I was a child, I would move my room around all the time. And, you know, they say that if you're an influencer now, you are always an influencer. So whether you were in middle school and I was like, oh, where you get your shoes, where you get your top or things like that. Mm -hmm. So I naturally always wanted to do so, but I was kind of, you know, fearful of putting myself out there in such a vulnerable way in front of a camera <laughs> for everyone to see and judge. But 2020 gave me some time to just deal with those thoughts, those insecurities, and just walk out what I've always wanted to do. So you mentioned, the last thing you mentioned is vulnerability. And that as a confidence coach, like that is, one of the emotions that I feel like, first of all, many women experience the fear of being vulnerable. Um, and so for content creators, entrepreneurs that are in the online space, like that's one of yeah. the first things that you have to really face and that confronts you. Um, so I have a couple questions I wanna ask you. Um, Let's start there, and then I'll work my way back from some of the things I heard you say. In, it was 2020 when you were like, you know what, 
what is it that I really, really want to do? It sounds like you were saying like it was a moment for you to decide if the thing you were doing in life was the thing that was really um, driving you, right? So with that being said, you, you decided to, you know, start this YouTube channel. How did you move past that fear of vulnerability um, to put out your first piece of content. I didn't watch them back. I just video. put them out there and I gave myself a space to just create because, you know, that whole you're your worst critic thing is real. And sometimes you'll create narratives that's not really there, um, that's only in your head. So I wouldn't watch the video footage back. I would just create the content and just let the content be. Um, then I got to a space where I was watching the numbers a lot and I had to tell myself to not watch the numbers. And then also if I'm like trying to stay present, trying to stay in the now. And so oftentimes when we think about, um, oh my gosh, what are they going to think about this piece of content? Are they going to vibe with it? Are they going to think this is like lame? Is it still like it's ain't hitting on nothing? Again, I just quieted that voice, pushed forward and just did what felt right to me. Mm, I mm -hmm. like that. I love that feel, you know, doing what feels right. Um, so I heard you say that there's a saying in mm -hmm. the influencer world that, you know, if you are an influencer now, you've always been an influencer. And so my question is, how did you decide what your topic was going to be like the thing you wanted to focus on being fashion and thrifting and probably it relates back to you know i kind of want to hear in childhood i, I, I want how to start off by saying and i guess my kind of journey i you know well, awesome. i hid in a space that was comfortable for me going back to that vulnerability piece so at the beginning i did just do home decor because i didn't have to have a face I could just show the items. I, I can, um, you know, I could show the rug or the decor or styling a shelf or whatever. And I, you didn't have to see me. Um, so I hid behind that at first. And then people would say, well, yeah. uh, you know, that's cute, but I like your outfit. And so it was like, I couldn't run from it. It was always there. And so when you're talking about uh, mm. before, like maybe middle school, high school, you know, we would have this thing to where people would gatekeep. Meaning like, girl, where you get that shop from? And it was only three or four shops in a small town. Y'all didn't know I'm from Alabama. So it was only a couple of places to go to get clothes. And so people would be real hush hush like, oh, I'm gonna be the flyest and I'm not gonna. I was always like, oh, I got it from this place or I got this from you know, the mall or whatever. But people will always ask like, you know, where, where did you get this? Where did you get that? And then I would tell them and then you can see it. You can see it sprinkling around like, oh, okay, those are the shoes that I said I had. Or, oh, that's, the, that's the top. Or you went to the lady that I said I got my hair done by. And it was, mm -hmm. it was flattering for me. I didn't feel like I needed to gatekeep. Um, and I just liked doing it. So that's what I mean by like always being an influencer or DIYing tops when we were young, you know, cutting them up and, you know, cutting pants and things like that. Okay, I'll you're not. This is really, you know, good information. Your mic went out. Is it just me? I can't really. I can't hear you. I can hear you. It's coming back, back now. Mhm, mm mhm. Mm That's what it was. Mm -hmm. 
muted. <laughs> okay, so I definitely learned a couple things. So one, I want to touch on the gatekeeping piece and relating that back to you being successful as a content creator. Um, so gatekeeping, like you said, people wanting to, you know, be on the hush hush. You don't want to tell everybody because mm -hmm. if I tell you, you're going to scale my style. You're going to go to these places, et cetera, et cetera. So the first thing is when you are a content creator, like in an influencer, your whole thing is sharing what you know right um and even as an entrepreneur and that was something that i will have to be honest and say that i um was conflicted about was sharing everything from a a, a a service provider's perspective right because as an influencer you want to share everything you want to share in your life or whatever that specific topic is like i'm sharing my fashion i'm sharing my hair etc cetera, etc cetera, because you know you that builds the audience and that gets you the brand deals etc cetera, etc cetera. um but as let's say a coach mm -hmm. like i am it was I used to have this thing about how much do I share and not give away because I want yeah. people to still hire me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so it, it was that thing. Um, but then a coach that I follow, she's like, just give it all away, you know? And really the stuff that I know and the mm -hmm. stuff that I'm teaching, that's the stuff that they really need to know to be pulled in and it's not going to take away from them still wanting to work with you because they have specific issues and challenges that when they actually hire you and work with you that you uh can you know help them work through and navigate but you have to be able to open right. up right for them to know like okay she knows what she's talking about or mm -hmm. you know these are the things i do want to work on these are my challenges etc cetera, etc cetera. um so i wanted to point that out um then you also said that originally you started with the home decor which like you said like it's not it wasn't um personal branding right like you're it wasn't you having to put your face out there but people right. like gravitated mm -hmm. to you they gravitated to your style your sense of style and it it connected back to when you were in high school when you were you know um, right. in those mm -hmm. spaces where people just naturally noticed you your style and the way you put it together and so one of the things I wanted to say is when you said mm -hmm. I didn't get keep I just let people know like hey I, I got it from here I got it from there like you weren't pressed on holding right. the information and I think that that speaks to your level of confidence right because a lot of people want to hold on to their either their mm -hmm. knowledge their expertise you know their resources because because that's they're afraid right that if i give it away and this person goes and uses yeah, it I, or they I go and you know take it on whatever it's going to take something from me but yeah mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and also it's <laughs> That's from I mean, scarcity being mindset, black in America, right? we all you have know. a scarcity mindset at some point, especially depending on how old your parents are, that, that's what they came from, so that's what's instilled in us, so it's now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
and 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 that's that mm -hmm. it is it, it it's all in us and it's a mindset block that we have to learn how to identify when we see it like uh, am i a gatekeeper you know am i holding back like i had to you know realize in my own journey as a coach like why am i holding back because what i was able to realize is that the more you give away oh, the, it's not I'm going to be like, it's like going every to time i call it. this show, i leave replenish i be oh my god did i say too much <laughs> like did i give it too much at once and she's like no no it's fine Yes, yeah, so that's one of the things I want to point out because this series is about business and you know building your business, building your brand in the social media space, in the online space. And so one of the things I want you to know if you are someone that is aspiring to to do any of these things or you are already doing it and you um come to this space or this conflict of, you know, am I sharing too much? I want to tell you no share it all right put it all out there because that creates connection and that's going to build your brand build your audience building your brand building your audience and yeah. being, you know hiding at the beginning and it's because a fear of being like 100 yourself and i'm telling you in 2023 you have to be authentic because people are going to look at the screen and they're going to know when it's not like she ain't really like that or I ain't really get the vibe and normally if someone is not vibing with you one is just not your person but also it's because they can tell that that's not you so in whatever space you show up as it's important to show up yeah. as you because again it's a whole lot of cliches yeah you know there's only one you but these things are cliches for a reason like you have to sit in it there really is only one you from you know a spiritual standpoint standpoint or even just you know science like there's only one you be that exactly exactly all right so let's see what else do i have for you girl um okay so let's talk about mindset what was your mindset when you started to grow your youtube channel like maybe what was your vision or what was your uh, my mindset you were telling yourself just what was your mindset going the same into? now and that is to be myself and to show up as myself because i feel like a lot of content that we digest is like a, a copy paste and especially as women uh you're modeling yourself after someone else and so I've always wanted to show up as myself, as, as a God-fearing woman, as a professional woman, not because it's like the thing to do, but just because that's authentically me. And so my vision is to put more like positive mm -hmm. black woman images out there that aren't necessarily like cliche, two button up, like I, I pretty much do it all. And I'm trying to work, like I said, with my channel to kind of incorporate that lifestyle content mm -hmm. in so people can see, as you said multiple times, the whole person. But just to just to see something else, like I could go on and on, but a lot of stuff that I was seeing, I was just like, one, I don't do that. Nobody does that every day. Or two, or two, like, 
like, okay, if you are doing it every right. day, like, that ain't what you <laughs> should be doing every day. Like, there's other things to do. So, as showing up just as a professional working woman online and what it looks like, why it's mom, all of that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah. speaking of that, right, I heard you say as uh, a mom, did you say that? Um, okay, so again, for those that are, you know, either in the beginning stages or the aspiring stages, I want to talk about how you were able to build this brand, Girl, grow your YouTube channel. First off, 16K, how many subscribers are you at right now? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I think that is very significant, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think 10k is always like what everyone strives for on any platform. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. let me get my, you know, my first 10k subscribers, followers, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, like, you've are, so the fact that you has that coveted mark is just, you know, excellent. Like, you know, so happy and proud of you. Um, so how did you build, you know, the mindset to build this channel and this brand, not only as like someone that's new to the space, but you're a mom, you, you know, work full time, you're a wife, mm -hmm. you have all these other hats in your personal Girl, I, I, I prayed every day and I <laughs> Schedules. I'm a type A person, so I created schedules. I talked to, I was very open with my husband about what my needs are in this current stage of discovering myself. And it's, it's like therapy for me to be able to do something for myself. And so when I'm open and candid with him about what my needs are, he'll, you know, carve out time and space for me. But I just had to stop doing for everyone else and start kind of pouring into myself. So I had to say one thing as far as mindset is I became a little bit of selfish, a little bit selfish with my time. Um, and that's one reason why I had to get away from teaching because it pulled on me so much. It took so much from me. I was always giving, giving, giving to my students and I love that, but I had nothing else for my family and more importantly for me. So this, this journey that I'm on with content creation and uh, my finding my voice and my new identity is, like I said, it's therapeutic for me, and I'm just enjoying navigating the space. Mm -hmm. You know, one thing that I like that you're saying, um, that I hear you saying that I really like is mm. being mm. this content creator on YouTube is like an outlet for you, right? Like, it's, it's, it's a space. You know how... Um, couple years back like the whole self-care um regime whatever like was like super big like self-care sundays self-care saturdays like you know <laughs> all these things um it it sounds like your you know content creation your youtube your like even though it is you know like a brand you know that you are monetizing you know to be a business it's also the thing yeah, that you is. go to And for me, it's purpose-driven, too. Like, Utah. leaving out of education right. and trying to find what my next thing would be because a lot of myself, my identity was wrapped up into teaching. And so this has given me another uh, purpose uh, as you... I mean, 
you have so many side messages that you'll get from your supporters or your subscribers or whatever you call them that tell you, you know, like your video helps me. Even when I was just putting out fashion, I mean, like just home decor content, I'm not even really saying anything, but there's women that's like, your videos help me get through breakups. And I'm like, huh? I was just, you know, showing some stuff that I got from a thrift store. So it's been, that has been eye-opening. So coupled with how it's personally making <laughs> me feel and then watching my subscribers and my supporters share how it makes them feel. I'm like, okay, well, we can, let's, let's just see where this goes. Yeah, I love that um, because it's so true when you see or hear the impact that you're making and the influence that you're having on a personal level, I think, you know, for any content creator, influencer, entrepreneur, it just, you know, motivates us and drives right. us to continue to, you know, create the content, do the work and show up. So it's, it's such a big thing when, when we, you know, can kind of get um, that feedback, um, to really see what the impact is. Let me ask you this. What would you say, you know, one of your barriers were on this journey of, you know, building oh, this brand, growing okay. your audience? I was the only one. Creating I'm, I'm, this I'm the, I, was the, I was and I am the only person standing in my way. And it's through people like you and my husband and some of my other homegirls and friends that will pour into me in ways Having people around you to put that battery in your back and just be like, girl, you, you're doing good. Like, just keep going. I, I can see this for you. They can see stuff that you don't see for yourself. That, you know, I was not, I was expecting you to say, like, you know, finding time or, like, time management or, you know, um, editing, like, the mm -hmm. technical stuff. But the, which I'm sure some of those things were challenges that you, you know, had mm -hmm. to learn how to navigate. But the fact that you said it was me. Because let me, right? say, let me like, say this, and I don't want to interrupt you, but I that think like, it's important literally, to know that me is tied into all of that. So, yes, I could have said, um, say, editing, for example. It was a big hurdle to get over, mm -hmm. but it's still a me thing telling myself or making myself feel that in some way I'm inadequate or I can't do what multiple people have already done and learned how to do that or um or the time management thing like um oh my husband is not going to you know be cool with me pulling away from the family to do that it's still all things that i'm saying to myself they're not factual things so i had to get out of my own way i had to use my voice use my mouth articulate myself say what i need have my friends around me giving me suggestions, thoughts. I mean, there's a number of times where I've called them like, I don't know what I'm, what I don't know what I'm doing. What what should I do? How should I do this? So I, I mean, I say me because like I, I, I mean, I think people forget that we're in control. Like we have, have all of these other things that's at play, that's in our ear. But what is yeah. it that you want to do? How do you want to walk it out? Yeah, girl, you preaching, honey. <laughs> um, but no, like you saying you, I'm I want to point that out because I'm actually very impressed because 
that is for women literally especially women i mean men as well but especially for women like what i come to find out so i took this course right let me just i took this course with this lady and she's like got this phd she's a coach now whatever and she like her research was like on um women and success or something like that and she found that the number one barrier for women to really um reach their full potential is basically yeah. like what you said is themselves wow. right it's internal it's nothing outside of them so circumstances you know like i said that may be time maybe yeah. other people etc cetera, etc cetera, is never really that mm -hmm. at the root as much as it's what it's what's in here and what's in here right that yeah. we haven't <laughs> um given ourselves permission right to, to really yes. allow ourselves and and feel worthy again like you said you know to be a little more selfish to pull back a little bit more at work to pull mm -hmm. back a little bit more at home or to make time for these things and not give all of myself right to all these other things whether that's family job or whatever else it may be that we right. do and that we also like you said i enjoy you know you enjoy motherhood or wifehood or whatever your career may be at that time um but also what are my desires and so a lot of times mm -hmm. it's an internal block it's that internal dialogue those beliefs yeah um and those mm -hmm. things that are really standing in our way right <laughs> so all right so this is good girl i know we <laughs> we've already dropped some good stuff i know it okay so now let's talk so we talked about your journey in particular let's talk about what we always get on the phone and talk about, which is, you know, the business of entrepreneurship and, you know, just being on this creator pathway. Um, so uh, the series is called The Soft Life Launch Style, uh, which is promoting the pathway for women to do business or entrepreneurship um, the soft life way, right? And so if for anyone who doesn't fully understand what that means, it's basically um, the soft life is about living a life without stress, struggle, or hustle um, in order to thrive, prosper, and flourish. And so I'm taking that same anal analogy and applying it to business. I feel like we are in an era now, especially where, you know, women and probably people in general but like we are tired of the hustle right you know at one at one point the hustle was glorified and it was like you know crusaded etc cetera, etc cetera. um and for some people like that is their nature you know whether you're male or female and if that is then i feel like you know do what works for you do what's in alignment with you um but for some some of us, it's like, nah, you know, I'm not really <laughs> trying to be hustling forever mm -hmm. or even feeling like I like that's a necessary part. And I do want to, you know, differentiate hard, you know, not hard work, but like putting in the work versus hustle. So I'm not saying you don't have to work. I'm not saying you don't have to take the action. What I'm saying is in terms of hustle, like, you know, spinning yourself out, burning yourself out, you know, doing things in such a way that it it depletes you rather than energizes you. So 
my question is how do you feel about that concept of the soft life um, and um, as it relates so to business do you question, think it's but good? i want to start off by saying i'm so glad that you gave a breakdown of soft life because i found that just talking to friends and family soft life is like triggering for a lot of people just the, the use of the word it's either mm. oh that's so trendy do you even know what it means or are you just like you know saying it because this celebrity said it or um you're lazy what are you like what is yeah soft, soft life whatever so so glad that you said that i feel that for me soft life and business yeah. go hand in hand because i feel like like when you are trying to have financial freedom and mm. mental freedom, for me, entrepreneurship mirrors that. To be able to create content that feels natural and authentic to me and be able to generate revenue from it, that's like too easy. Like who would not do that? And if I'm going to do these things daily, if I'm going to get up and do my makeup and style myself or, or, and get dressed every day anyways, if I flip on my camera, to me, that's a soft life. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going out of my way to create something separate or outside of myself mm. versus getting in my car, fighting this Atlanta traffic to get to work. That's hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then when I show up and I get there, I have to deal with yeah. other people's emotions and the things that's in play. That's unnecessarily hard. So by the time it's time for me to sit at my desk, do my actual job i'm already overwhelmed and so uh, for me the soft life and the business and what i'm trying mm. to create is definitely going to give me the soft life that i'm after i'm a person that uses the word so if it's triggering for you i do apologize but i would challenge you to do a little bit more research outside of just a, a catchphrase or a celebrity using it and then you can also tweak it to how you feel i mean nobody wants to be worked like a dog like it's too much. For how many times do you get on social media and people say, "Oh, I'm so tired of this five day, you know, five work week, five day work week," or it's Monday already, or the weekend felt like thirty minutes. That's what people are talking about when they talk about that hustle mentality that you're talking about mm -hmm. and wanting something softer is simply saying, "I wish it was a four day. I wish I could be off on Friday, or I would love to work remotely." All those things that you tell yourself as You create your soft life you're obtaining those things that you just say oh i wish or i i, I wish i didn't have to do this or that yeah i love that breakdown and i want to go back to when you said you know how some people are using it as you know like this mm -hmm. um just as a trend and not really understanding it um, and how it can be triggering to some people because guess what, girl, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I didn't think about like how it could be triggering, but it makes me think about um, my mm. principal at my job at the school. So mm -hmm. he is, I think he is a millennial, <laughs> but you would think <laughs> he was a baby boomer. <laughs> and let me tell you why. <laughs> is because now 
you know, first off, I'm already a counselor, so I already have just the background and the natural inclination to, you know, um, be soft, I guess, you know, which soft, not meaning weak, but meaning, you know, open and malleable and, mm -hmm. you know, um, that sort of thing. So I would get on him about, you know, mm -hmm. taking uh, time off, right? Because he's pretty much like a workaholic. And his, his mindset is so set on no days off. He considers himself Mamba to be, mentality. what is it? The, the Mamba, mm -hmm. the Kobe Bryant, you know, host. Yes. <laughs> and that's really a perfect, it's, it's a, okay, it's a perfect example for helping me illustrate this. Somebody like Kobe Bryant, right? When you hear him in his interviews, when you hear right. people talk about mm -hmm. him who knew him, that was who he was, right? Like mm -hmm. he had that it was it was in him to quote unquote hustle, mm -hmm. to take no days off, to be about the grind. Like that was his mentality. Where whereas I heard someone like you say, it's natural for me to, you know, um put on makeup or to, you know, to uh, style myself, you know, to adorn myself, right? Like that comes mm -hmm. natural to me. No one is making me do it. I'm not doing it because I have to, you know, I'm not trying to put up a right. certain image. This is what I enjoy. That's what's natural to you. And so the key of the soft life mm -hmm. is, you know, doing what comes natural to you, right? So like, I was really, when I was on my feminine um, self-development journey, right, or my feminine awakening journey, where I was really tapping more into my feminine energy, because at one point in time, I had, you know, really became very masculine in my energy and, and how I carried myself. And I think many women do, especially in this country, right, with capitalism, and it's, you know, hyper-masculine and you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I remember being really, you know, at this place where I was pulling away from the masculine and wanting to, you know, tap more into the feminine, but it was this, this conflict of, you know, um, does that make me less than, right? Does that mean, like you said, does that mean I'm lazy that, you know, am I, you know, um, trying to take the easy way out, et cetera, et cetera. And the truth of the matter is, you know, what I was able to tap into and really learn and give myself permission on was some days I want to be about the grind. Some days I want to, you know, just get it done because I am a doer at the end of the day. But sometimes I also, you know, want to relax. Yep. I want to, you know, take it easy mm -hmm. or rest. I'm big mm -hmm. on rest, right? Like, you know, I'm part of the nap ministry, you know? Um, and so, because I hear, you know, women in conversation, especially, you know, female women entrepreneurs, it's like it, this mm -hmm. or that. And really, it's a blend, you know? It's a blend of the masculine. It's a, a blend of the feminine. 
we know we have to put in the work. We know we have to do the things, mm -hmm. take the action. But also we have to do it in a way that supports us and supports whatever our natural energy right. is and whatever and I our think that, natural uh, way oftentimes, of being again, is. The triggering comes from you, you not understanding that Baby, I'm gonna still work. Like I'm working. I'm just not work. I'm working in the capacity that, like you're saying now, that feels authentic to me. So, for example, when you're talking about Kobe, and I see the young lady in the talking about her being an athlete all her mm -hmm. life. So, like Kobe was passionate about that thing. It was not a, a copy paste. I'm just doing this because my mom or my dad told me get in the gym at 3 a.m. Like, no, I want to be the best. Like, this is, I when I leave here, I want them to say I was the best. That was his motivator. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like for entrepreneurs, if you have that same energy yeah. for your brand, your business, whatever, you want to birth forward. Um, when you're working for someone else, as we both currently do, so no shade, no tea, <laughs> when you're working for someone else, you're building and pushing their dream, their passion. You're, you're bringing their stuff to the light. And so the soft life is kind of reclaiming that, sitting with yourself. You know, what is it that I want to do? How do I want to bring this forward? What does it look like for me and not necessarily for someone else? So you, with the soft life, you still have a schedule, you know? So again, being an athlete, you're going to be on a schedule. You're normally getting up, you're going to the weight room, you're going in the gym, all these types of things. So a soft life still requires some type of schedule on, and things like that, but it's just how you want to walk it out. Not how, mm -hmm. not these societal norms, not, um, mm -hmm. you know, your typical nine to five. And some people like the structure of the nine to five. And if that's what you like, then you model it after that. But it's just, what is it that you want? And I think in these times, no one really knows because we're always told what to do, how to say, how to move, things like that. So the soft life, and then I'm just saying, I don't think soft life is really that easy. It's not as easy as people think. Like creating that life is, is actually kind of difficult. So it could be like contradictory a little bit, but once you're finished working that thing, it'll be soft for you. Yeah. And I'm putting a, well, I was actually typing it, but I guess I can say it now is, um, for the comment about being an athlete and how the soft life is different, if you could just put in the uh, comments, how is it different? Like, I'm just curious, what's the biggest difference for you? Um, because I do want to dig a little bit more into that. And so, and my, also my comment to that is, it is. And I, but I think because the, <laughs> athlete, the world of athletes, I live with one, right? <laughs> a former athlete like my partner was a hardcore you know football player still is he trains and he is of that mentality where you you go hard you know you hustle you grind mm -hmm. you make your mind the strongest thing etc cetera, etc cetera. and we have had plenty of um back and forths about you know mm -hmm. our differences of approaching things you know, so let's just say, for instance, and I'm not, you know, hopefully this won't be too long, but I think this is a good conversation that we're having. Um, so 
yeah. um, he trains me, right? And uh -huh. his mentality is, you know, train every day if you can, unless you're injured, right? <laughs> then also uh -huh. uh, go as hard mm -hmm. as you can every time, you know, you come to this, the training session. And my mentality is, I'm not going, I'm going to challenge myself, right? Because I know I need to stretch for growth. That's the only way that you grow, right? Like building a muscle, you have to stretch the muscle mm -hmm. so that it can break down and then build up stronger. Like I get that, but I'm not going to exhaust myself, right? Or, you know, or for, for me, for me, I don't want, because here's my thing is, I want this thing to be sustainable. I want to be able to maintain coming back, you know, day after day, session after session, week after week. And if I don't feel like, as if the workouts are uh, sustainable mm -hmm. in that way, or, you know, I can't keep showing up, you gonna, people will stop. You see what I'm saying? I think that's like one of the biggest things that stops people from you know achieving their fitness goals is because they get in there especially if they're with a trainer and that trainer pushes them and they should be pushed but for some people it's um it's it's like what's my limit let's go a little bit past the limit but let's not you know push me off the cliff right and so you know and i think both ways mm -hmm. work but it's about what what, what you got to know yourself you know what works yeah. for you? So she what says can you do what's going to be and uh, want to win. So, I mean, I, and I get that because I, you know, too, mm -hmm. was an athlete and you, you do always want to win. So if you're approaching something, you're going to go hard. You're going to give it your all like every single time. And again, the soft life is like a play on words because like you said at the beginning of this, like, I naturally have to be soft, you know, as a counselor, you know, whether it's the nurturing energy that you have or your ability to listen, all of that can, you know, be viewed as soft, but we're not necessarily talking about the definition of soft or the definition of something being difficult or hard. It can be that way, but it doesn't necessarily have to. So I, I really, I get the, um, the mentality behind being an athlete, you are, and then you always are on the go. You're always constantly pushing your body. You never want anything less than that, that win. So I understand how it was like kind of difficult to fall into or to sit into something that is not as forced. Yeah, I think for athletes, you probably they are probably a category of people that um, mm -hmm. have the hardest time being able to transition into the soft life, <laughs> and um, for it translating because the the mm -hmm. mindset is just completely yeah the opposite, honestly, of what soft life is. Um, but I think it, and and it's not good or bad because in the world of athletes. Um, it's about pushing yourself to your max to fulfill your potential. Whereas in the soft life, it's about, okay, I have this goal. I have this desire. How can I get to mm -hmm. it? But from a, from a place that really yeah. suits me. Yeah. Right. You know, and I think that's just the biggest difference.
okay so that was really good that was really good about um the soft life okay so my my next question is um how do you incorporate soft life principles into your um, work um or how the you soft life is built in via the vulnerability that i try to bring to my channel as well as the grace that i give myself when i'm try, trying to plan stuff out so when we're talking about being on a schedule right like in my mind i want to put out a video once a week like it sometimes it just doesn't happen so the soft life i'm like okay shanika you had you know a really rough week or you your son had or we have something that my husband and i have something that we have to do so just giving myself i incorporate the soft life by giving myself grace when i am setting these schedules i have to miss you know a week of posting then i have to miss a week of posting if i'm tired or exhausted i give myself that but um when i am showing up i'm telling myself before i turn the camera on okay make sure you are um as authentic as possible uh, be nice to yourself, <laughs> give yourself grace. If you need to take a moment, take a moment and pause. But just, just stuff like that to incorporate in, uh, again, the vulnerability piece to it. And it's difficult. Like, showing up online is very Yes, it is. It definitely is. And so what I hear you saying is that um again a lot of the soft life mm -hmm. principles are the feminine principles right? you know I, I heard, like surrender surrender is a feminine principle but i hear you saying that in terms right. of sometimes you got to surrender to yeah. the circumstances of yeah. life right because life be life <laughs> And you might have had a plan to, like you said, put out a video or to show up on your live or to do et cetera, et cetera. But because something came up, it prevented you from doing that. And so um, being, you know, kind to yourself, not beating yourself up um, is a part of the soft life. And actually, it made me think back to a post I did before when I was talking about right. um, the soft life being so trendy, but, and people, you know, especially women saying, you know, I want the soft life. I want, you know, it to be easier. I want it to be less stressful. I don't want to hustle, you know, on these things. Mm -hmm. But I, I pointed out how soft are you with yourself, right? Because essentially, as we mentioned several times throughout this live is that it starts with you and it starts with your mindset right so you know how kind are you to yourself how much do you love on yourself how much are you surrendering how much are you um being there for yourself and having your own back and and knowing that if something doesn't go right or if i miss a deadline if i miss um, my scheduled routine whatever it is mm -hmm. that i i'm not gonna beat myself up about it i'm not gonna be critical you know i'm not gonna let that inner critic uh in my ear Right. I'm going to be there for myself. <laughs> I right? Like, I'm going to have my own back. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm um, going to say that's, that's thing, where the soft life starts. That, um, yeah. Because for me, soft life is, is spiritual as well. We were not raised here 
to do all this mm -hmm. hustle, Faith. muscle, Faith. gotta go, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Like, I am a very spiritual person. Now, I ain't gonna claim to know the Bible front to back, but there's several scriptures in there about, you know, do, do the birds and the animals have to wake up and wonder where their meal is gonna come from or whatever. And even if you're not a spiritual person, just get out in nature. There is like, <laughs> these animals, which we are animals in nature, they do not have to worry about the same things that we worry about. Like there's things that were placed on this earth for us to, you know, indulge in and things that will help us to survive. Like all of this extra stuff, it's just extra. So pulling back a little bit and sitting in that feminine energy and being soft for me is spiritual. For me, it's me honoring myself, like this temple that I have and how, how I'm walking it out. Like, I don't always have to be just like in the gym. Like, if, this, if life is like a gym, I don't have to be in it like seven days a week, like beating myself up. Where your rest day at, girl? Where, where, where your rest day? Rest day. <laughs> and half a day. Right. You know. <laughs> Exactly. You know, um, yes, I agree with all of that 100%. Um, so I think I have one last question for you before I wrap up. Um, what would you say to someone who is aspiring to do what you've done, uh, to build a brand, to start a YouTube channel, uh, to build your audience and have success, um, get brand partnerships and all those things. What is maybe a piece of advice that you would give? Um, when I say do your person. research, meaning lighting, meaning um, the device that you want to use, uh, creating some type of budget. And so I always tell people just start where you are. I still to this day film all of my videos from my iPhone. Um, I still to this day YouTube very small things like creating a thumbnail or transitions or things like that. So I would do a research. A little, there are so many videos online about how to start a YouTube um, channel with zero dollars. Using natural light if you don't have any lighting. Using your phone instead of having a camera. Doing the research on editing. There's um, apps for free. I edit on an free app. All of my videos are edited on my phone. The app is called InShot. I use that to edit. And um, another big tip that I have learned here recently, and I said it at the beginning, is not to niche down too much. Meaning if you like to cook, you want to create cooking content, don't just create cook cooking content. Mix in some other content as well. And it doesn't have to be so calculated. You like to do something other than cooking. I know you do because you're a whole person. You're not just that one thing. So people want to see the whole person. People want to see the authentic person. And just start where you are. Start with what you have. Make sure you have a plan. Do something that you're passionate about that you won't burn out about. Don't, I mean, don't chase something. Don't like, okay, she's doing that. She's successful. So I'm just going to do that. It never works. So if you want to have longevity, do something that you actually like. Use all the free stuff first, <laughs> and then as you grow and as you, you know, start making a little bit of money from your brain, reinvest it back into yourself, and then you can get all of those other things as far as a newer camera lighting and things like that.
That was great advice. I mean, so for whoever is aspiring to uh, start a YouTube channel, grow their YouTube channel, make sure you listen back to this entire episode. Um, I will be uploading this to the podcast for easy listening so that you don't have to only watch the replay from the Instagram app because we are at the hour mark, which I am... Yes. <laughs> I was yeah. y'all first of all, I was like I was kind of nervous and you know my feelings was going up and down right. about it. Um and even in the beginning I was like, oh, I was a little stiff. But you know, um I, right. I was able to really just um relax and be in conversation and really talk about uh some things that right. you know really matter but that are gonna help you know, other women in this space or who want to come into this space, which is what my whole purpose of, you know, putting this series together was. Thank so you. again, Shanika, I want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being a guest, for opening up, for sharing uh, your story, giving your value to your audience, to my audience. Yes. I really, really appreciate you it. And you've taken the time out. Awesome. And for continuing to help me even outside of this <laughs> camera here, because you know, <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, you know it. And all right, so that is all we have for our session today. Um, again, you'll be able to check out the replay um, on my podcast. Bye. And thank everyone for joining.